0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceuticals. I'm so, so, super stoked, so happy, and in fact, I'm honored to have a guest today. He is who I call the King of Shroom. (laughs) Yes, I have with me King of Shroom today. But you know what, guys? I am not going to even mention his name yet. We got to do a good house cleaning. You guys know what's up. You know what's up. So, what is a good house cleaning? This show is for educational purposes and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical needs. Do not stop or start <clears throat> any medicine without talking to your doctor. That's the first uh, house cleaning. We got a spring cleaning going on here. So what is the next house cleaning? The next thing is to say thank you. I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Without you guys, we cannot even bring this show to you. And this is really education is going to be the key. So I want to say thank you to WCI Health, the uh, Alternative Health and Wellness Hub, at WCI Health, we help you get and stay well using the healing powers of botanicals and using education as tools. Why? So that you can level up on your wellness journey, doing what your maker created you to do here and now, avoiding adverse reaction and living your best life saving money. Well, I mean, we don't want to give all that money to the big farmers. So that's why we are here. I particularly, I am a clinical pharmacist. You guys know I was born in western part of Africa where we use herbal medicine as wellness too. So I'm bringing that knowledge of my herbal users, a medicine I have user as well as my clinical background to help you, uh, I mean, get to your destination in your wellness journey faster than ever before. Where can you find the good stuff? The good stuff in profile, in bio, and you can head straight to my website, wci-health.com. That's where you will see all the good stuff that we are talking about. But having said that, I also want to say thank you to all you guys that are supporting us on Patreon, on Apple Podcasts. If you are a member of Healthy Cause Wealth, uh, membership where I record a short 10-minute video every week to help you level up on your wellness journey. You are indirectly supporting this show, and I really want to say thank you for that. For those of you that are yet to join this tribe, please come on board. We need you. We need help. <laughs> we need the money to keep the show going, so please uh, reach out on our website, and support, especially if you are an organization out there and you would like to support what we are doing. We will really appreciate that. Having said that, thank you so much for staying here. Yeah, who do I have? I have an amazing person with me in the name of Jeff Chilton. Jeff is the president of NAMIS. And a few people say, okay, what is NAMIS? Names is the major, major. I think they are the first uh, manufacturer uh, manufacturers of organic uh, mushroom, mushroom extract. I mean, why why should we talk about mushroom? Even if we look at the uh, the situation going on all over the world with the pandemic with COVID, is is everybody is going through stress, and mushroom is one of the botanicals that has been shown to have compounds, serotonin pathway compounds that can help us uh, in our wellness journey, in especially in the areas of mood disorder. And like I always tell you, you folks, our antidepressants works in a similar way as the mushroom. But we're going to hear it from the real deal, from the king of shroom himself, Jeff Chilton, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you are able to make it today. Thank you for being here, Jeff.
1: Dr. Lola, thank you so much for having me. It's just really my pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. And okay, I also forgot to mention, Jeff is the uh, one of the co authors of uh, that highly acclaimed book. The mushroom cultivator. I mean, this man has been in this space since forever. Since <laughs> 1973, he's been working with this uh plant, our ally. We call mushroom one of our major allies. This is the future of medicine. That's what I believe. I strongly am passionate about it on my club, Cannabis Psychedelic Club on Clubhouse. We talk about this all the time, and we're also going to be talking about mushroom today since I'm talking with uh Jeff. So Jeff, tell us, I mean, since 1973, you've been in this place. You are the king of this place, man. Talk to us. Talk to our, our, our audience. How did you even find yourself in this space? Tell us a little bit about yourself because you know I'm not going to be able to do justice to that. <laughs>
1: Well, well, you know, I was born and raised in the Seattle, Washington area, and it's a very green, lots of forests, lots of rivers. Uh, it's called the Evergreen State. And part of that is we get a lot of rain. And what that means, we get a lot of mushrooms growing. Mm-hmm. So I had mushrooms around me from the time I was very small. And Then when I went to university, I decided to make that part of my studies. But, but my major in university, and this is the university of Washington was anthropology. Oh, Dr. Lola, I love learning about other cultures. And so I also studied mycology. I put the two together into a, a course called ethnomycology which means <laughs> the use of mushrooms uh, for food for medicine and and in shamanism. So that was my field of study but but after I got out of the university what am I going to do? <laughs> Anthropology doesn't have a lot of jobs out there. So I thought, well, I'd really love to learn how to grow mushrooms and there was one Mushroom farm in Washington State. I I went to that farm. I applied for a job. I got a job. It was a very very big farm. Two hundred people working there. How was, long ago
0: is this? Uh, that was yeah. 1973. Whoa! So, so in <laughs> 1973,
1: I got a, a job at the mushroom farm. I was there for ten years. living with mushrooms, learning so much about them, reading a lot the whole time I was there. I really enjoyed it a lot. And so, so that was sort of the beginnings of my career in this field. But I also learned about not just the fact of mushrooms, what a great food they are, but the fact that they also had these medicinal benefits and and so after I left the farm, I thought, well, growing mushrooms is is great. I really love it, but you have to be a babysitter because mm-hmm. mushrooms never sleep.
0: Oh, really? Oh, that's <laughs> they never awesome. sleep.
1: They're always growing. And it takes a lot of people. Um, every mushroom that we've ever eaten has been picked by hand. Oh. There yeah. is no mechanical harvesting, they're all picked by hand. So I thought, well, medicinal mushrooms, if I um, sell those, those are a dried powder.
0: So, so uh, um, let me uh, let me come in right quick. What are really mushroom, what type of, or are they like uh, veggies and stuff? I mean, for our audience that might not know, Uh, what are they? And when you talk about medicinal mushroom, I know I've heard of uh, some poisonous. How do you know the difference between those that are medicinal, the edible ones and the poisonous ones? Talk to us.
1: Sure, sure. Well, first of all, you know, um, a mushroom is in its own kingdom. So we have the kingdom of plants, we have the kingdom of animals. But The kingdom of fungi is right in between the two. So it's got its own kingdom there. So it's a very special organism. And, and what's really important to understand about a mushroom is, is look, if I want to grow mushrooms, how do I grow mushrooms? They don't have seeds. (laughs) So, so how would you, how would you plant mushrooms? Well, mushrooms have spores, uh, those spores go out into the environment, they'll land on the ground, they'll land on wood, those spores, when conditions are right, will germinate into a very fine filament. When those filaments come together and fuse, they create what's called a mycelium. And this mycelium is a network of these filaments. And you know what it's doing, it is actually decomposing all of the organic matter out there because you know, every year we have leaves coming down, we have branches, we have uh, annual plants that are dying, we have all of this organic matter, it has to be broken down. Well, that's what this fungal mycelium is doing it's breaking down all the organic matter out there, ultimately repurposing it for plants to use or trees to use. When conditions are right, this mycelium, which is a vegetative body, will produce a mushroom. So
0: and what is the difference between a mushroom and the mycelium? Is it like mycelium is the mom or what? <laughs> think,
1: about the, think about the mycelium actually as, as almost like the root structure or think about the mycelium as a tree and the mushroom is the fruit of that tree. So the mycelium is the vegetative body, the mushroom is the fruiting body. Uh, The mushroom comes up again in the fall when humidity is high, and that's when it's raining out here. Uh, And then it goes through its uh, maturation cycle, and when the cap expands underneath there are gills, that's where the spores are produced. Now we have a completion of this life cycle. And what's really important here is, you know, in the herbal world, when we are taking an herb, we want to know what part of the plant we are taking. Is it the leaf? Is it the root? Is it the seed? Is it the flower? What is it? So with this fungal organism, there's three plant parts. There's spore, there's mycelium and there's mushroom and what we consume as a food or as a supplement is the mushroom. That's the part that has the benefits.
0: So what do we, what are the benefits of a mushroom? What are the benefits? What can we use it to help us to manage?
1: Well, in the cell wall, of a mushroom is a compound called a beta glucan and so the beta glucan will make up almost 50 percent of the cell wall of a mushroom and there is a tremendous amount of scientific research around beta glucans that show that they will potentiate our immune system now think about that for a minute that is so interesting that there are actually plants and these mushrooms that can enhance our immunity and and, and you know Dr. Lola today today we don't hear enough about being able to protect ourselves with our immune system in a natural way. And it's so important. Nobody's talking about that Mm -hmm. during this pandemic. But that is one of the real keys to our health. And that's what we should be really focusing on is how to maintain a high level of immune response. And that protects us.
0: And I totally agree with you, that, especially if our immune system is down. Part of what's going on is a whole bunch of inflammatory conditions jump at us. And inflammation is being implicated in almost all disease states, including cancer. And see us in the plant medicine space, a lot of the time we're beginning to focus on cannabis. On CBD for immune system because of where the uh CBD CB2 receptor where the CBD binds to, but we tend to just forget all these amazing other plants like the mushroom that have this uh, beta glucan uh, in them. That is that is really really awesome. That is amazing. Well, too. well,
1: you know what's interesting too is that we actually have receptor sites for these beta-glucans. And, and there is some um, uh, thought that these receptors are there so that we can recognize fungal diseases, pathogens. So we have these receptors, but we they're also used when we have these beneficial mushrooms, when we're eating mushrooms or taking these supplements these beta-glucans will, will hit these receptor sites, and that will tell them to go ahead and produce uh, certain immune cells like macrophages or NK cells, uh, T cells. So that's the benefit, the major benefit that we get from mushrooms, and there's other benefits as well, but that is just such a crucial part of having good health is to have this strong immune system.
0: That is amazing because, and see, I really love I, when I'm telling folks that this is the king of shroom. You guys think I'm joking. This is no joke. I've learned a lot for me, and I do do extensive study. I do teach on mushroom myself. We focus more on the serotonin receptor and in the mood disorder. And now we don't, need, I mean, we have this beta-glucan in there, that is doing a whole bunch of amazing work in our immune system that is that is so powerful talk to us uh jeff about uh how did you even come into doing mushroom extraction what how what's up with that how did you get yourself into that then when I finished that, I really, I was, when I was going through your your bio, I saw that you were in China for a while. And I'm like, whoa, this is going to be fun. Talk to me, Jeff.
1: <laughs> well, while I was at the mushroom farm, I was reading so much. And also during my studies at university, I was reading a lot. And, and I learned about the fact that mushrooms actually had these medicinal benefits. And and, and, you know, Dr. Lola, during, during my university time, this was the 60s. So we also were using psychoactive mushrooms we were using those mushrooms in the 60s so -hmm. so we're very familiar and that's very medicinal too in so many ways so so i was reading about this and and that's where i decided after leaving the mushroom farm i decided well i'd really like to uh go into this business. And so in 1989, I took my very first trip to China. And I went to an international conference, uh, international mushroom conference in 1989. (laughs) And then for the next 10 years, I traveled almost every year to China. And I went to conferences i went to research institutes i went to farms mushroom farms to factories producing mushroom extracts i went all over china what an amazing country oh Mm -hmm. my god and the tradition that they have the the chinese traditional medicine it is so deep and i learned about the different mushrooms that they were using and how they were using them and and look what they do in herbal medicine is they will prescribe to you the herbs and then you take it home and you boil it up into a tea a tea is an herbal extract that's they're basically a tea is taking the compounds out of those raw herbs and then you drink it. It is a very wonderful classical way to get the benefits of medicinal herbs and mushrooms.
0: Absolutely. I mean like I said I was born in West Africa in Nigeria. Exactly what you just described is what we call Agbo, which is harbour drinks. Basically <laughs> I grew up where we will use for malaria, we had a mango tree at the back of my house. Lemongrass. We just grab the leaves. I'm the money of my followers. They know this story already. <laughs> we grab the leaf. We put it down. We boil it up. They pour some just like that tea, and you drink it. Before you know it, the next minute you are. And sometimes these are intuitive healers. They don't even. They just gauges what you need. They give it to you. I even grew up knowing how to make those stuff. Before you know it, you are out there. And the other part you got to realize uh, also is the fact that most of our uh, medicine, our conventional medicine right now, we initially derived from plants. Yes. Aspirin, morphine was from poppy seed. Yes. And aspirin from birch, uh, leaves and bark. And it, it, it is amazing. It is. So, so, yeah, yeah. So we 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 just uh we there's a lot that our forefathers have learned from Hubble that we have done ourselves a lot of injustice, not even we don't have to do everybody is not gonna be a candidate for it, but we can incorporate it in other ways of our existence. Talk to me, uh Jeff. I mean, China is I mean, there's a lot of uh, disinformation that we hear about uh, about places uh, outside of the United States. Sometimes that is definitely not true. But talk to us. What is the the laws around there for you to be able to stay there and learn about this stuff? Uh, How is the uh, regulation? uh, How do they do that over there?
1: Well, you know, and, and look, I, I feel so bad right now because there's so much negative information about China and China mm-hmm. is the people of China are wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have mm-hmm. such great friends there and business mm-hmm. associates and everywhere I go there. They're so, and I go to a lot of farms too, where, mm-hmm. where there's the actual out in the countryside with farmers, growing the mushrooms and they are just wonderful people and you know in china um, over the last 20 to 30 years they have brought almost half a billion people out of poverty i've seen oh my god the changes i've seen since 1989 to today today we're traveling on better freeways than we've got in the United States. We're traveling on trains that are going over 200 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It is an amazing country. They've done so much. And here's the beauty of it for me was that China had many different research institutes into mushrooms. They, they have a deep, deep history not only of yeah. eating mushrooms but using them for medicine so these research institutes i i could learn a lot from them you know in the united states right now we have one university in the united states that has people that are working with edible mushrooms and and how to grow them and things like that it's so different whereas over there they have many many scientists working in this field so for me to be able to be there and meet many of these scientists to go to these research institutes to learn how they're growing the mushrooms to learn about the benefits it was just an amazing time and and, these days I've been going over to China almost every year, but not, not these last few years yeah, course, now. So. I don't even know when I'm going to be able to get back in. I know. Um, it's really yeah. a difficult time, but look here, here's one of the things that I think that, that is important for people to know about, uh, China and mushrooms is that when we grow mushrooms in the United States, And you know, I did that for 10 years, I understand Mm -hmm. the economics of it, we take our fresh mushrooms to the market, maybe we get $5 a pound. Now, that's a fresh mushroom, that is 90% water, like most vegetables, supplements are dried powders. So if I'm growing mushrooms in the United States, Um, now I have to get $50 for that same pound of mushrooms. The Mm -hmm. economics don't work. So you, there are no mushrooms grown in the United States. Put into the supplement market because the economics are not there. So that's what I realized when I went to China. And so I developed and set up a lot of growers to grow mushrooms for my company, and then a few processors to process them into extracts. And then in 1997, I went to China with the largest organic certifier in the United States. And we had the very first organic certification workshop for mushrooms in Mm -hmm. China in 1997. Because I really believe in organic food. And I believe in food that is chemical free. Mm -hmm. And that for me is a very important ethic. And so all of our products that come from China are certified organic by German certifiers. And, And let me tell you, the mushroom growing over there is so beautiful, and they do such a good job of it. It's just amazing when you're at these farms.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you even go to regular uh, stores around you, restaurants around you, there's barely any of the Asian uh, food that you don't see mushroom in it. I mean, they have tapped into the beauty of this plant. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is china produces 85 percent of the world's mushrooms oh (laughs) think about that That 85 percent of the world's mushrooms come from china it's just incredible and they eat mushrooms like you say in almost so many different dishes Mm
0: -hmm. there will
1: be mushrooms in there so whenever we're going out for meals over there. I mean, there's always mushrooms being served. And Dr. Lowell, look, one of the things that I really advocate, and that is that people put mushrooms into their diet.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: is such an important food.
0: I got a question. First of all, I want to know how do you differentiate between the medicinal, uh mushroom and just the regular uh, edible mushroom, or even the the poisonous ones. How do average person listening to us be able to have that differentiation?
1: Well, remember now that uh, mushrooms, there are poisonous mushrooms that are growing in the wild. Um, (laughs) If you're going out mushroom hunting, be sure you're going with somebody who knows what they're doing never ever ever eat a wild mushroom unless you absolutely know for sure and somebody has identified for you and you know that it is a, a good edible and look there are poisonous plants out there too there are poisonous animals so in mm-hmm. every kingdom they have there are poisonous organisms mm-hmm. but but that's uh, that's very important. now all mushrooms have beta glucans in them the difference is that these beta-glucans will have a different architecture. So that means that certain species of mushrooms are not just good food, but also have these medicinal properties. And and those mushrooms, some of them are, are very good edible mushrooms like shiitake mushroom do you eat shiitake mushroom no oh so so shiitake mushrooms i i they're a wonderful wonderful mushroom and you probably have them in in your marketplace because Mm -hmm. after the button mushroom which we all have and that does have some medicinal properties um the shiitake mushroom is delicious. It is it is a highly regarded medicinal mushroom. So you can get the benefits, not just the nutritional benefits, but you can also get the medicinal benefits from the agaricus or the shiitake or let's say a maitake. So that's really a wonderful thing that even certain edible mushrooms also give us those immunological benefits because they're also medicinal. Now, what we do as a supplement, of course, we want to extract it because, you know, you can only get so much into a, a capsule. So yeah. you really need to process it, make it into an extract so mm-hmm. that you're getting enough of it to be beneficial when we when we uh, serve it out there in bottles. I had
0: one more question on the shiitake uh, mushroom. Do they have psychedelic properties? As are those? Uh, do they have those uh, hallucinogenic, the psychedelic properties that we are? I mean, it's like we are in that renaissance right now, especially are, with Don no. Hopkins and all these uh, trials <laughs> that we are doing on uh, PTSD and uh, and mood disorder generally.
1: Well, those psychoactive mushrooms are primarily from a genus called psilocybe. Yeah, and and psilocybe is the genus. And that's, that's how they made up the name psilocybin, which has that genus name in it. So it's a psilocybe mushroom, and there's many species of that mushrooms. But there's one main species that is normally used now for, um, uh, doctors and psychiatrists and, and any sort of practitioner. There's one main species and it's called Psilocybe cubensis. Yeah. And, and this is a very interesting species because it grows all over the world. It grows all over the world. And it actually is something that grows in pastures and from um a cow dung so it'll grow in um you can find it in southeast asia it's all over india of course where they have a lot of sacred cows Mm -hmm. Um, in the united states it's all over the gulf coast texas louisiana florida it grows in the cow pastures Mm -hmm. it's in mexico it is everywhere so if people actually even wanted to to, uh, go out and find it wild you could do that, but it is being cultivated by the ton all over the world. And actually, actually, my book that you mentioned, which was published in 1983, mm-hmm. has very good instructions on how to grow it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get to that. To that book. <clears throat> Yeah, so basically the shiitake uh shroom, those are like the edible. Then we have the uh, psilocybin species that are more of a psychedelic uh uh strains and stuff. That's yes. cool. That's awesome. For uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the legality. What is the legal uh surrounding? Because I mean, how do we? How do the government knows we are having? The genera edible shiitake uh shroom compared to the psilocybin uh species. What is the uh legality surrounding that, especially for somebody with na- name and a big extractor uh like your company?
1: Well, well, you know, the the psilocybin mushrooms are uh still illegal, yeah. uh, with the exception of, of certain states, like I think in Oregon. Yeah. They're they're legal in Oregon and I think there's mm-hmm. a few cities like maybe Oakland and maybe, think, uh, yeah, maybe Colorado Denver, yeah. yeah that have passed laws where they've legalized yeah. a certain amounts of it. So so you know people have to be aware of that mm-hmm. um because you can still go to jail if you have it or grow it or something like that. So be very careful and, and look Dr. Lola Yes, sir. my generation, I have lots of friends that have been in jail for I know whether it be whether it be for cannabis, or for mushrooms. It is and sad,
0: though, isn't it? it, it it's,
1: it's very sad. Especially it's very sad.
0: for the the uh, the uh, the black indigenous people of color, and the minorities are the one that get to suffer the most why should we have shroom and cannabis in schedule one? and we even have cocaine in schedule two it doesn't even make no sense for us that generation our forefathers have been using this plant even the big farmers they compounded this plant and sell it out of their their stores as as a medicinal properties it just doesn't make no sense especially Mm. with uh the way the healthcare cost costs is gone through the roof
1: yes well you know um a lot of those laws were passed uh, as a way to uh, oppress people um because they, they could say oh we we want you know people to be drinking alcohol and if if you're smoking cannabis or something we're going to make it illegal we're going to put you in jail Yes, yes. And and it's absolutely wrong. I mean, that's one of the things they did in the 1960s is those people, uh, like my generation that were using uh, LSD or mushrooms, they criminalized it so that they could put us in jail. So, so, you know, and they've been doing that for minorities for the longest time, right? I mean, that's how they do it. That's how they criminalize those types of activities and it was absolutely wrong and the other side of it of course is look we always have to keep in mind that there is big pharma out there that wants you to be right in that lane taking Mm -hmm. their products not natural medicines
0: yeah i mean don't even get me started about (laughs) big pharma And I don't have anything against Big Pharma. I would love to work with them, you know, because they have perfected some acts, like a route of administration, dosing techniques that we in the herbal medicine space, in the plant medicine space, we can tap into some of their technology to help us, especially with something, this is part of what you're doing. I don't have anything against them. But at the same time, we have to realize that these plants, this room, this cannabis, these are destructors. I mean, it's not like you will take this. Some of these plants, you can take it for one time, two times, and you will it will help you with whatever you are managing for a while. It's not like take your daily three times a day uh, uh, medication. So it's going to cost a lot of this uh, big pharma money, and that's why they are fighting. But the good thing is that we have people like you, Jeff, and we have our mouth to continue to get this message across to people. I want to quickly jump on uh, standardization uh, over there uh, in China. Uh, where is that? Where you uh, you bring the extracts? Uh, that's where your product comes from. Yes. Yeah. So, do they have a verified standardized way of measuring quality?
1: Well, yes. Uh, that's something that my company has pioneered. We have developed standards for mushroom extract products. And so all of the products that we manufacture in China, before they leave, they are tested for, for just the standard things that need to be tested, like heavy metals, like uh, pesticides, like a microbiological panel, so Mm -hmm. that they don't have e coli or coliforms or or Mm -hmm. bacteria yeast and mold or anything like that once they come over here then we put them through a whole number of tests for beta glucan we test for a compound called ergosterol which is the fungal sterol we -hmm. also test for a compound called ergothionine which is a Mm -hmm. very very interesting compound so we have about four different compounds that we will test for to know the quality. And we've, we have tested thousands of our product lots in the last five years with our test methods. So we have a body of information where we can test any mushroom product and we can tell you whether it's gonna be a good product Or not a good product because there are. I don't know if you, 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 and I'm sure you do. You know, this there's a lot of products on the market in the supplement market that are not going to do anybody any good at all. I Um, know they may be adulterated, or Mm -hmm. maybe there's just such a small amount of the actives in there that they can't possibly give you any benefits. So there's a tremendous even in the mushroom category, there's lots of products out there that are not good products have have almost no beta glucan in them. Sometimes they have a lot of starch in them, not beta glucan. So having a way to analyze and have some standards is very, very important. And look, the FDA is not going to, they don't care about that so much. All they really care about is is it's killing anybody. Okay. (laughs) If it's not, they don't Uh, care. Right. Or or if you're making some, some really wild claim, Oh, it's going to cure this. It's going to cure that. We do not make claims. Mm -hmm. There is a history of use. And this is the thing that you and I know, which is that these herbs, these, mushrooms, these, uh, whether it be uh, psychoactive or cannabis, they have thousands of years of safe use. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, we don't need anybody to test that and and tell us that. (laughs) We know
0: that. Our our parents, our grandparents use this medicine, this is food and their medicine. Yes, exactly.
1: You know, and that's why in in a sense, sometimes I like to say we're going back to the future.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Jeff. uh, Okay, the other question I quickly have for you is why do people need supplemental? Why supplement and for average person like we were talking about uh, minority and, and when I even talking about my minority, I'm not even just talking about black indigenous people of color, even a Caucasian family. The, 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 uh, the 99% is still there, still struggling, trying to put food on the table. And when you go to the grocery store, you see all this organic, this is like, it's a code word for, this is for the Hollywood stars. How does an average person be able to afford the supplement is do you guys have any uh special ways that you help uh, low income folks why do we need supplement for well well how do we afford it
1: yeah well well let me say a couple things about that first of all look you and I know that the foundation of health is diet my products can't help somebody that's got a bad diet
0: Mm-hmm. Or,
1: or doesn't get enough exercise mm-hmm. or is not taking good care of themselves. Diet is so important. And when you go into the store and you look what's in those middle aisles and you look at what some people are buying, you look in their cart and you just like, Oh, oh my, my gosh. God, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. So, so organics aside, The important thing is to actually get away from processed foods, get real vegetables, real fruits. I mean, there's lots of food that you can buy that are not expensive, but are very good foods. Get away from all the starchy foods, the food with lots of sugar in it, the drinks. Oh, my God, uh -uh. the drinks, Dr. Lola. it's It's terrible. Horrible absolutely horrible. So nothing that our supplements can't can't really help if somebody has got that kind of diet. So that's why I'm always saying to people, look, even before you supplement, eat mushrooms, put them into your diet, fresh mushrooms, put them. So you're eating them two or three times a week. It's a very, very good food. So Mm -hmm. I call it the missing dietary link, the forgotten food. Uh, There are surveys that have been done in Asia. And and they basically have found that people who have mushrooms in their diet live longer. I totally believe that. Now, now, if you want to get a supplement, look, supplements are expensive. Oh my God, they're way too expensive, and and that's unfortunate. It really is. We we you know my company sells raw materials, bulk powders to other companies. We also have our our retail line of products, and it is expensive. Um, a couple of things that we do though, Doctor Lola, is that we have a lot of our products where we have samples made up and, and sometimes we end up with too many samples. We have two or three different organizations that we send our products to, and they are organizations that work with people that are low income people that are uh, on the street um and they they um provide health services to them and we uh, we support them by uh sending them our products that they can give out freely to people uh that are low income and who are struggling and have difficulty but you know again getting back to just this whole um uh, i guess health that we're Mm -hmm. talking about and that is man Diet, diet, diet. You've got to have a good diet.
0: Education. I thank <laughs> you so much for saying that. Education is going to be the key. And that is the focus that I personally uh, champion. I have my online glows where we do glows, beauty, hemp, CBD, and stuff. But I talk more about education. Because the Bible said my people perish for lack of knowledge. Even when we talk about this uh, supplement, like the one the uh put together and May, if you are able to educate yourself on a healthy diet and a healthy food, you're probably not even going to need as many of those supplements. You take a little bit, it goes a long way compared to if somebody is doesn't really you have not educated yourself on the right way to do it, then you even if you have the money to buy it, it might not work the way Names uh, process it to work. Thank no, you that, so much. Yeah, for- no,
1: that's, that's absolutely right. I, I mean, if you have a good diet, you're going to be much healthier. And, and you know, there's other things like exercise, uh, mm-hmm. j- just getting fresh air, Uh, having clean drinking water. These Mm -hmm. these are things that in today's world, in a lot of places, people do not even have that. If you're living in a big Mm -hmm. city, you're breathing in foul air every day. Um, Maybe your water is chlorinated. So Mm -hmm. these are things, I mean, what drives me crazy is seeing people having to buy water that's in bottles.
0: I know. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I can talk to you forever, but I have to get <laughs> to your book. That is an amazing book. You, are a a, a set before we all started jumping into the shroom world, you have been there. Talk to us uh, a little bit about your book and where, our listeners can find it. And uh, that one first, then second, talk to us about the book first.
1: Well, well, the book's called the mushroom cultivator, um, mm-hmm. It was published in nineteen eighty-three. We it still sells every I mean you are probably
0: selling more now with everybody trying to know as much as they can about shroom.
1: It sells probably five thousand copies a year. So it's we've sold a couple hundred thousand copies of that book since nineteen eighty-three. It, it's it's for people who want to cultivate mushrooms and, and it, it's it's fun. If you have the, the space to do it, it's, it's fun. It's not that expensive. Once you learn how to do it and have a few small pieces of equipment, you can do that. So yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I, I enjoy it. And lots of people have learned a lot from the book. Yeah.
0: So for those that are thinking of cultivating or even, uh, incorporating shroom to their diet, to their way of life, what is your advice for our listener thinking of that right now?
1: Well, first of all, I would say if you are in near uh, a metropolitan area, there are stores that will have shiitake mushrooms. Um, now, look, if you go into like a Whole Foods or something, the shiitake mushrooms are going to be expensive. If you are in a big enough area and you have a Chinatown, they will have those mushrooms uh, dried, like dried shiitake mushrooms, very Inexpensive. In Vancouver, British Columbia here, you can get a dried uh, pound of shiitake mushrooms for maybe $15. And that's a lot of mushrooms. So mm-hmm. even the dried mushrooms you can get at a reasonable price because otherwise shiitake is a little bit expensive. But you even in the fresh markets with the agaricus mushroom, it's still a very good uh, price, low price, much lower price. It's still a good edible mushroom. Mushrooms are, are mostly carbohydrate, but not starchy carbohydrates. They have a carbohydrate called mannitol, which is very slow acting carbohydrate. They have B vitamins, B one, two, and three in them, potassium, phosphorus. It's an excellent excellent food. And you know, when I was first at the mushroom farm, classical nutritionist said mushrooms are great as a flavor or something like that, but they have no food value.
0: What? Whoa. What?
1: The reason they said that was because mushrooms are low in calories. You know, and that
0: is they, good for that's for good. I health. know.
1: But in the 70s, that was a bad thing.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> because they
1: me. thought they thought, Oh, well, if it doesn't have calories, you don't get any energy or anything like mm-hmm. that because you need calories. So it was they thought it was a non food. Now we know more.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. What else do you like to leave our, our audience? Where can we get your product? Uh, Namas product? For folks that want to uh, work with you, maybe they want to be a a distributor or things like that. Where can we find you and your product?
1: Well, um, my, uh, the the NAMEX website is N-A-M-M-E-X, NAMEX.com. And then the retail one is realmushrooms.com. And look, come to the websites for more information. We've got lots of great educational information there. I've got slideshows on how we grow our mushrooms. Ah, it's beautiful, just beautiful. Uh, how we grow them, how we process them, how to, how to uh, learn about uh, picking a proper supplement, lots of good information. And you know, Dr. Lola, Yes. Sir. That's what I really like to do. I um, like to educate people, just like you. You you yeah. you know how important that is. Yeah. Just to educate people. Because, for example, in today's world, we want integrative medicine. We also want our food to be medicine as well. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we want that to feed us nutritionally. We want that to make us healthy. So, so that's where education is so important. So please come to the websites and look at all the educational material we have. We'd really like to see you there.
0: I mean, absolutely, Daddy. Folks, I mean, and we're going to drop the website and everything in our show notes uh, for folks that would like to go check it out. I mean, you can go wrong. This man has spent almost all his life <laughs> learning, working with this, our ally. We call Mushroom our ally. is a great ally. And this man has worked all his life with this. I mean, we can go wrong with Names at all. Thank you, Jeff, so much for being here. I really, really do appreciate you for being here. Folks, that's our show for today. Um, I can talk with Jeff forever. <laughs> I really am, but I know we, we all got us places to go. Thank you so much, Jeff, for coming. Thank you guys for listening in. If you are yet to pick your copy of my book, A Pharmacist's Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician, go grab your copy. It's flying off the ship. Another way you could get a copy of this book is that on the 29th of uh, September, I will be talking, I will be doing a review of Cannabisiac uh, Mosaic. They're going to be reviewing this book as their book of the month. So if you want to find out how you can get a free copy, check out slide in my DM, WCI Health 19 on IG. And all the links are going to be there. If it's not there, it's probably going to be there by the time we have this episode up. Other than that, we're still looking for you. You like to sponsor this show, feel free to join our tribe. It's going to be fun. At the end of the uh, the day, education is going to be the key. And that's what we are doing here. Today, uh, remember to join us on Clubhouse Kennedy Psychedelic Club every Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and on Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as well. And we now have, we have a YouTube channel now, so this uh, video is going to be on our YouTube channel as well when we, uh, we, rec- uh, we release this episode. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Until next time, remember health equals wealth. Bye, guys.